Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Denzel Washington, Bow Wow, Mary Wilson, Rob Lowe, Sugar from BTS, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Bass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. Six and press the number one. Also, we're on Facebook. Just like us, like our page. Go to www.facebook.com/slash/that'sentertainment.radio. Also, follow us on Twitter at that's uh, that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen. That's stiletto like the shoe. S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny. 40 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines, on your computer. Thank you once again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, it's Inauguration Day in America. Joe Biden is now the 46th president of the United States, and Kamala Harris is now the first woman and the first woman of color to become the vice president of the United States. Uh, Several of Recording artists perform at the inauguration this morning. Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, and Garth Brooks. Uh, right now, they're having a virtual event as we speak called the Parade Across America. This afternoon, it's hosted by actor Tony Goldwyn. 
Uh, there are going to be some appearances by John Stewart, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the New Radicals. They're going to be reuniting after more than two decades, and other celebrities that's going to be participating. And also tonight, Tom Hanks is going to be hosting the Primetime Celebrating America special that will culminate the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The 90-minute show will also feature performances from Justin Timberlake, Debbie Lovato, Ant Clemens, longtime Democrat supporter John Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, Katy Perry, John Legend, Foo Fighters. Uh, Kerry Washington and Eva Lagore will be uh, hosting and also uh, joining them will be basketball legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Chef Jose and, and uh, Andreas, and uh, labor leader Dolores uh, Herta. She's going to be there as well. So um, it's going to be a nice evening tonight, I'm telling you. Uh, everything is feeling good today. Uh, you know, finally we have someone that's going to lead this country in the right direction. No more division, no more fighting. We're going to try to get this virus under control, and I'm excited. It's just an exciting day here in America. Uh, before we went to the commercial break, I was telling you uh, this week we're going to be talking about Denzel Washington. Uh, he just all of a sudden got speechless after he received some unexpected praise from his son. I'll tell you more about it. And hip-hop artist Bow Wow had to apologize after a performance at a crowded club in Houston. I'll tell you what that's about. And Mary Wilson from the Supreme said that uh, don't look for a reunion from them because they don't know if, if Diane, Diana Ross is going to be on board if they do. Rob Lowe opened up about his sobriety, and BTS star Sugar said that he finds having, he's having a hard time right now watching his bandmates perform without him. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, Denzel Washington was rendered speechless after receiving some unexpected praise from his son. The two-time Academy Award winner became visually emotional after learning his son, John David Washington, praised his recent recognition as the greatest actor of the 21st century. Now, this is what his son said. He said, quote, it's about time, he said. Uh, I think he is one of the greatest to ever do it. So it's, it was a very proud moment for our entire family. And this is what he told Access Hollywood after he was promoting his latest movie, Tenet. After being read the praise by correspondent Sibley Scholes during a Zoom interview to promote his upcoming psychological thriller, The Little Things, uh, the elder Washington humbly smiled, and this is what he said. He said, quote, wow, he said, I'm speechless. I forgot what the question was, but I'm speechless. I didn't know he said that. Last year, the New York Times named the 66-year-old stage and screen veteran the greatest actor of the 21st century so far, with critics Manola Dargis and A.O. Scott writing that it was the easiest decision to make when compiling the list. The critics also noted that Washington's long and successful career in Hollywood with films including Spike Lee's Mo Better Blues, Malcolm X, and he got game, among many others, as a rebuke to the racist industry in which he works. Uh, he said that um, his wife, Pauletta Pearson Washington, who was also uh, an actress herself, said that acting runs in the clan. 
He is a respected stage and screen. Uh, she's a respected stage and screen actress in her own right, and his oldest son making his mark in Hollywood with the forthcoming Malcolm and Marie, which has already generated Oscar buzz. In the little things due to hit selected theaters and HBO Max on January 29, Washington leads a cast featuring fellow Oscar winner Rami Malek and Jared Leto. Yeah, I happen to agree. He is one of the best. I mean, let's be for real. Denzel Washington, every time he does a movie, it's always good. I don't think he ever made a bad movie. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Hip-hop artist Bow Wow said, sorry, after a performance at a crowded club in Houston had put him in the doghouse. Video circulating social media last weekend showing the rapper on stage at the uh, Klee nightclub where many audience members were not wearing masks despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, in a series of tweets Tuesday responded to criticism, Bawa said it was not his concert. And this is what he, uh, this is what the statement, he said, quote, here's the truth. Number one, it was not a Bow Wow concert. I simply did one verse to like you and went back to my section and simply put my mask back on. Number two, I did not, and I repeat, did not get paid for anything. It was my boy's 30th birthday weekend, and I came down off the love. Number three, I apologize if I did anything wrong. I love the city of Houston. I consider it a second home, a place to go to on my free time. And number four, sorry for the mayor for any confusion. I understand the time we are living in, so I apologize. Unquote. Now, earlier in the week, Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner tweeted that the situation was on his radar and he urged any artist to reschedule in-person concerts. Uh, he said that bars, clubs that are operating as restaurants beyond capacity and social distancing requirements, please expect visits. He said they had reported 1,964 new cases and 17 more deaths in the city of Houston. Now, following the apology by Bawa, whose real name is Chad Moss, the mayor tweeted that he is looking forward to attending one of Bawa's concerts, and uh, he said he wants he's looking forward after the pandemic is over. So Bow Wow replied, gave him much love, and he said that he was sorry once again for causing any disruption. And he says it's all love. He said he loves the city of Houston with all his heart. And he said that he got uh, front row seats to the Millennia Tour when he hits the Toyota Center. And he said, God bless. You know, uh, it, once again, here we got a situation where uh, a lot of people are not taking the pandemic seriously. A lot of artists are having uh, these events, these mini concerts, whatever you want to call them in the middle of a pandemic, and people are not wearing masks, or if they're going to the event, they, they take, they, they're going with the mask on but taking it off while they're inside. So a reunion for the Supremes won't start turning up unless Diana Ross is on board. The iconic Motown group is nearing its 60th anniversary, and founding member Mary Wilson told The Hollywood Reporter that a potential reunion is really up to Diana. Now, this is what Mary Wilson said, and you know she's 76 years old. She looks really good for her age. She said, quote, I don't think she wants to do that. It doesn't make sense unless you come together lovingly or at least have an understanding. It can be an understanding, that's fine, but I don't think she does want to. 
so therefore I'm going to go on with my life, unquote. Now, Wilson and Ross were original members of the group that signed with Motown Records on January 21st, 1961. Other members, such as Gene Terrell and Cindy Birdsong, joined the Supremes during their prolific run in the 1960s. Ross, who is now 76, left the group in the early 1970s. Now, Wilson says she's not focusing on the possibilities of a Supreme reunion, and she said that who knows when the end may come. This is what she told The Hollywood Reporter. She said, at 76 and a half years old, I'm not going to sit around waiting for something. As my mother used to say, don't cry over spilled milk. I don't have too much to live for now and be happy about it, unquote. Rob Lowe has opened up about his sobriety. The 911 Lone Star actor who struggled with substance abuse since the age of 18 shared in a new interview about how his determination has helped him to stay sober. When speaking to Willie Geist on Sunday Sit Down for Today, the 56-year-old star first reflected on his past battle with addiction when filming The Outsiders. And this is what he shared. He said, quote, nobody's going to do a pity party or have a telethon for all those suffering 18-year-old movie stars, unquote. Now, Rob additionally claimed that in every decade, there will always be rising stars who endure similar struggles, as he mentioned Justin Bieber. He then pointed out, and there aren't that many people who go through it, and you either come out on the other side of it way, way, way better or way, way, way worse, unquote. When asked about what saves his life, the grinder alone credited recovery, sobriety, and therapy. He also mentioned that determination is also one of the crucial crucial factors, stating, quote, you have to want to do it, unquote. BTS star Sugar found it hard watching his bandmates perform without him. The singer is recovering after uh, undergoing uh, surgery on his shoulder in November of 2020 after spending years in pain, and he admitted it's been emotionally draining watching the rest of the group promote their new album, B, and being unable to join them. He told Reverse Magazine, quote, I could see the emptiness on stage because we've been together as a group of seven for so long, not necessarily because I'm not there, but because something that should be there is missing. Unquote. To get around his absence at the Net Asian Music Awards in December, a cyber version of Sugar, which is similar to a hologram, appeared on stage with the band to perform Life Going On. However, the singer admitted it had a sense of displacement. Sugar doesn't think he'll be fully recovered for several months, but is confident he'll be and be in better shape than ever once he finally healed. It was previously explained Sugar had dislodged his shoulder after being hit by a car. In 2019, he was told that the cartilage around the joint was torn, and he eventually underwent surgery in November of last year. B is BTS' second release uh, in 2020 and their fifth studio album to date. It was released in November only eight months after Map of the Soul 7. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. This week we started the show a little later because of all the uh, today is inaugural day, and um, I was trying to watch the inauguration, so I decided to push the show back. But uh, don't forget, tonight um, is the... uh, the the 
I'm sorry, the Primetime Celebrating America special, which will be hosted by Tom Hank. It's going to be on uh, ABC, CBS, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, and PBS, as well as some committee social media channels, and it's going to be uh, starting tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. There's going to be a lot of celebrities there performing, so it's one to watch, definitely one to watch. Um, The iconic Muppet show is finally headed to Disney Plus next month. That's what the streaming service announced yesterday, Tuesday. All five seasons of Jim Henson's variety show will premiere on February 19th. The Muppet Show ran for 120 episodes from 1976 to 1981, winning four Emmy Awards along the way. Celebrity guest stars include Steve Martin, Elton John, Liza Minnelli, Alice Cooper, Julie Andrews, Bernadette Peters, Diana Ross, Gladys Knight, Gene Kelly, and Mark Hamill. Season 1 through 3 of the shows are available for purchase on DVD, but the final two seasons were never released over fights about various music and appearance rights. Numerous movie fans are bemoaning the recent selection of Nicole Kidman to play Lucille Ball, but not the legendary comedian's own daughter. Lucy Arnaz, the firstborn child of I Love Lucy star Ball and Desney Arnaz, is on board with Kidman portraying her mother in the upcoming film, Being the Ricardos. Written by Aaron Sorkin, the biopic is slated to star Oscar winner Kidman and Javier Bardem. And uh, this is what Lucy Arnaz said in a three-minute long video posted on her Facebook page. She said, quote, I felt I should at least calm the waters here. Here's the deal. What you should understand, we are not doing a remake of I Love Lucy. No one has to impersonate Lucy Ricardo. It's the story of Lucille Ball, my actual mother. The 69-year-old entertainer posted the clip on Sunday, several days after Will and Grace star Deborah Messing, who recently impersonated Ball on her sitcom, expressed interest in the starring role. I Love Lucy was a ratings juggernaut during its CBS run from 1951 to 1957, with about half of TV-owning American families tuning in weekly to the antics of New York City couple Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. Now, Lucille Ball, a four-time Emmy Award winner, died in 1989 from an uh, aortic aneurysm at the age of 77. Desi Arnaz was 69 when he died three years earlier from lung cancer. Lucy Arnaz, an executive producer of Being the Ricardos, had enjoyed an extensive stage career with starring roles in Lost and Yonkers and Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. While fans of Sex and the City won't be seeing Kim Cattrall on the upcoming revival, and just like that, it seems like there will be one new face joining Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Christian David. If a new report is to to be believed, there's rumor that Caitlyn Jenner is in talks to join the reboot in a cameo role. The Mirror reported that the bosses of the HBO show wanted the transgender icon on the the new show to make it more diverse following the criticism that the original series and film were inclusive. Now, um, a source had told the outlet that uh, Caitlyn had been a media fixture in one way or another for, for going on 50 years. They feel that she will really be perfect for an appearance. The insider also added that they want new faces for the show, but they want people viewers actually know and care about, too. 
Now, the rumors arrived a week after Sarah confirmed that a revival of Sex and the City was in the works featuring her, Cynthia, and Kristen reprising their role as Carrie Bradshaw, Miranda Hobbs, and Charlotte York, respectively. In response to a troll accusing Sarah of hating Kim at, as the uh, latter wasn't involved on the revival, Sarah set the new record. She said, quote, I don't dislike Kim, Kim Cottrell. I never said that, never would. Samantha isn't part of the story, but she will all be part of us, always be a part of us, no matter where we are or what we do, unquote. Now, Kim previously explained why she wasn't interested in reprising the role in the third Sex and the City film, which had been since been scrapped. She said, quote, I can't. My heart isn't in it anymore, and I moved on. 61 isn't 53 or 41. I have learned so much from Sam. That's what she said. And uh, Samantha Jones, on the fan favorite of the HBO show, which had spanned two movies, she was my hero, but I want to rest and not work as much as I had been doing for years. I want a less hectic life. My decisions reflect where I am in my life, and I can't change that without being unhappy. I hope you understand, unquote. I understand, you know, and I'm I'm like millions of fans from for Sex and the City. Samantha Jones was my favorite. She was my favorite character because Samantha Jones was a woman who was not afraid of her sexuality. She was uninhibited. She was beautiful. She was funny. She was smart. She was bold. If she wanted a man and liked a man, she went after him. You know, she just... It was just not only confident and beautiful, but sexy, and she knew what she wanted. And she, I, I, I can understand why she was everybody's favorite. You know, I, I'm really going to miss her on that show because, to me, I think she made Sex in the City. You know, that's what it was all about. Um, But, you know, you got to respect her wishes. You know, if she's tired, she's worn down, she can't do it, then she just can't do it. I can respect that. Uh, Despite some people's conventional wisdom, Russell Crowe movies are not a cure for insomnia. The Academy Award winner star of the acclaimed drama such as The Beautiful Mind, The Insider, and Cinderella Man has come to the defense of his 2003 movie, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, as it was recently criticized on social media. Though the movie, adapted from Patrick O'Brien's Jack Aubrey, Stephen Merchant's series, was nominated for 10 Oscars, including Beck's picture, it apparently had not held up with some moviegoers. Now, Mercury Prize nominated singer, songwriter, and musician Ian McNabb as one of the recent viewers who wasn't terribly impressed. He he was sharing on social media that he was unable to make it very far through the film. Crow directly responded to McNabb about the Peter Weir Helm two-hours-plus film. And this is what Russell Crowe said. He said, the problem with kids these days, they're not focused. There's no focus. Peter Weir film is brilliant, an exacting, detail-oriented epic tale of fidelity to empire and service, regardless of the cost. Incredibly cinematography by Russell Boyd and a majestic soundtrack, definitely an adult movie, unquote. With a reported budget of $150 million, the uh, 1805 set period drama went on to win two Academy Awards, Best Cinematography and Best Sound Editing, though 
it lost out to the Lords of the Rings, The Return of the King, and other categories. The 20th Century Fox distributed film, which also starred Paul Bettany, brought in $211 million at the box office. Amid the coronavirus crisis, the 52nd annual NAACP Image Awards have been pushed back from its original February 2021 air date. In a statement on Tuesday, the NAACP revealed that the live BET broadcast of the award will now air March 27 at 8 p.m. Eastern. The awards, which celebrate the outstanding achievement and performances of people of color in the arts and those who promote social justice through their creative work, has been recognized as the nation's uh, prominent multicultural award show, a necessary alternative to many other mainstream award shows which traditionally celebrate works from Caucasians. Now, previous attendees and winners have included Oprah Winfrey, Will Smith, Beyonce, Jamie Foxx, Taraji P. Henson, Viola Davis, Anthony Anderson, Angela Bassett, Rihanna, Jay-Z, Michael B. Jordan, and Lizzo. Nominees in the categories of television, streaming, music, literature, film, and activism for this year is expected to be announced on February 3rd. And Dr. Dre is back at work just one day after being discharged from the hospital as he recovered from a brain aneurysm. The former NWA star was seen returning to the studio looking dressed in all black from head to toe. Now, sharing the pictures of the 55-year-old was his fellow music producer, Focus, on Instagram on Saturday, January 16. The photo saw the hip-hop mogul being surrounded by engineers and producers in front of the mixing console. A caption read, quote, my big bro is super good. We're working. I took this pic, so I'm here. Hashtag Aftermath, hashtag Aftermath Matex. Uh, Post about Dre came after the... uh, Hitmaker returned home on Friday, January 15th, after being released from the hospital. His positive recovery was shared by his friend Ice-T on his social media account. Dre was admitted to ICU at Cedar sinai Medical Center on January 4th while he was left uh, while he while he was in the hospital, TMZ reported that medical professionals would monitor him 24-7 for the next few weeks to make sure he was doing okay. It's still unclear what might have caused his brain aneurysm. Wow. Right now we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Coming up, we're going to be talking about... Um, Christopher Nolan and Steve McQueen, they're some of the big names that have signed a letter to the U.K. Chancellor about funding for cinema amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Matt Damon is reported to be added to the cast of Thor, Love and Thunder. We'll be talking about that. And uh, Queer Eye star Karamo Brown has joined the cast of the TV show Dear White People. And Netflix hit Ozark and The Crown has led all TV nominees for the 26th Annual Critics' Choice Award with six nods apiece. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is debuting uh, the first teaser of his upcoming biographical TV show called Young Rock. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so stay tuned.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 29 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Jennifer Lopez called In the Morning. She sung at this morning's inauguration for Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, and Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, before we went to the music break, I was going to tell you about um, I'm telling you about uh, Christopher Nolan and Steve McQueen. They're among the big names to have signed a letter to the UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, uh, or Exchequer, uh, Richie Sunak, uh, appealing for more funding for cinema amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The letter, a follow-up to the UK Cinema Association Keep the Magic Alive campaign in December states that while the British government has tried to help the struggling sector, it's not enough to keep them afloat. 
Now, due to the COVID-19 lockdown in the U.K., the majority of cinemas closed towards the end of 2020 and have yet to reopen. And while some of the similar cinema operations have received funding through the British Film Institute, it's thought that the larger companies such as Cineworld and uh, Odeon haven't been given any government support other than generic business support such as the furlough scheme. In total, more than 40 figures from the U.K. film industry have signed this letter, which was printed in the Sunday Times newspaper. Matt Damien is reported to be added to the cast of Thor, Love and Thunder. News of the actor involvement in the movie first started making its round on the Internet after he and his family were spotted arriving in Australia on Saturday, January 16th. Now, Damien didn't mention which movie he will be filming in Australia, but the fourth Thor movie is currently in production in the country with Taika Watiti serving as the helmer. Guardians of the Galaxy star Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista, as well as Thor Ragnarok actress Tessa Thompson, who are also reprising their respective roles in the upcoming movie, are said to be currently quarantining as well before joining the cast on the set. Now, Damien's role in Thor, Love and Thunder is still unknown, though he previously briefly appeared in Thor Ragnarok. Um, he made a surprise cameo as the as an as, Asgardian actor playing uh, Thor's brother Loki in a stage play. The upcoming installment of the Thor film series will see Natalie Portman's Jane Foster battling breast cancer and turning into the female version of Thor. Chris Helmsworth reprises his role as the Tyler God of Thunder, while Christian Bale is confirmed to take on the villainous role of Gore the God Butcher. Jamie Alexander is set to make a return as Lady Sif after missing out on Thor Ragnarok and Idris Elba, whose character Hemsdale appeared to be killed off by Thanos, uh, in the opening sequence of Avengers Infinity War, was recently rumored to return as well after he was seen hanging out with Watiti with in New Zealand. Now, Thor Love and Thunder is slated for a May 6, 2022 release in the United States. Queer guy, uh, Queer Eye, I'm sorry, Queer Eye star Karamo Brown has joined the cast of TV show Dear White People for the upcoming fourth season. The culture expert character in the program, which follows several black college students at a predominantly white Ivy League institution, has yet to be revealed. But Karamo celebrated the news on his new gig in a post on Instagram alongside which he wrote, so excited to be part of the Dear White People cast for the upcoming season. While Brown is most well known for being on Queer Eye, he is also a successful actor, having starred in TV shows such as Steam Room Stories and Heads Will Roll. He began his career back in 2004 when he made history by becoming the first openly gay black man cast on a reality show when he appeared on MTV's The Real World Philadelphia. The comedy drama series based on an acclaimed indie movie of the same title is going to be going to bid farewell with the upcoming season. Karamo Brown casting came several months after Jeremy Tardy announced his departure from the show. He accused Liongate bosses of racial discrimination due to pay disparity between black and white cast members ahead of the final season. Liongate, however, denied the allegation. They released a statement saying, quote, this was a a purely financial negotiation regarding deal terms. Liongate is committed to equal treatment for all talent, regardless of race, gender, age, or sexual orientation. 
Netflix hit Ozark and The Crown. Uh, that the, the two hits from Netflix, Ozark and The Crown, they gonna they let they lead all TV nominees for the 26th annual Critic Choice Awards with six nods apiece. Both series are up for Best Drama, while Ozark, Jason Bateman, and Laura Linney receive mentions for Best Actor in a Drama Series and Best Actress in a Drama Series, respectively. Now, Ozark co-star Tom uh, Pelfrey, Julia Garner, and Janet McTeer are all nominated for their supporting role, while The Crown's Josh O'Connor is nominated for Best Actor in a Drama Series with Olivia Coleman and Emma Corrin both scoring nomination in the Best Actress in a Drama Series category. Tobias Menzies and Gillian Anderson has also landed mention. Uh, Lovecraft Country, which is also up for uh, Best Drama, Mrs. America, What We Do in the Shadows, and Schitt's Creek have picked up five nominations. The 26th Annual Critic's Choice Award, hosted by Tay Diggs for the third time, will take place on March 7, 2021. Film nominees will be revealed on February 7th. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson has debuted the first teaser of his upcoming biographical TV show, Young Rock, on his Instagram account. Posted on Saturday, January 16th, the teaser offers a glimpse of the show that chronicles three different stages of Dwayne's life. Uh, The teaser also sees a preteen Johnson flexing his muscle in the gym alongside his late wrestling father, Rocky, and elsewhere in the teaser, an adult Johnson is seen walking through a hallway. Young Rock is set to premiere on NBC on February 16. The show will also air on NBC streaming service Peacock. Mm. And Tilda Swinton, Kira Knightley, and Edward Enninful are among the contributors. Contributors, I'm sorry, on Chanel's new podcast series, Chanel Connect. The luxury brand, which previously ventured into the podcast world in 2017 with their 3.55 series, will take on issues ranging from dance and spirituality to gaming and the events of the past year. Other stars to participate in the series include uh, Pharrell Williams, director Lulu Wang, and artist and filmmaker Arthur Jaffa. In Kira's episode titled The New Heroine, she discusses the importance of empathy in today's culture, explaining, quote, we need diverse voices. I think culture is there for escapism, obviously, but mostly it's there so that you walk in other people's shoes and you see the world through different people's eyes, unquote. Meanwhile, Pharrell takes on the episode Imagining New Worlds and talk about how the world has become dependent on technology. And this is what he said. Our phone has made us incredibly dependent on the world, yes. And because of that, we become opportunistic. And director Lulu Wang discussed storytelling in The New Heroine. She said, quote, I do believe that art is essential, and I think that stories are essential. And so how do I contribute my voice to the landscape in a way that is essential? You know, and so I'm just much more thoughtful, even more than I was before, on my role in an industry where 99% of the people don't look like me and don't bring the perspective I bring. The eight episodes of Chanel Connect are available to listen to now and on major podcast platforms. And actor Ethan Hawke is heading to the dark side to portray the villain in the upcoming TV adaptation of Marvel's Moon Knight. 
Oscar Isaac was previously tapped to take on the Tyler lead and his alter eagle, Mark Spector, an elite soldier and mercenary who fights crime after he becomes a vessel for Khonshu, uh, the Egyptian god of the moon. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, Hawk is expected to play his on-screen nemesis in the new show. Marvel Studio Boston have declined to comment on the news, and it's unknown which villain Hawk will portray. However, in the comics, the Disney Plus series will be based on Moon Knight's main rival is Bushman, a, a fellow mercenary turned terrorist. The Umbrella Academy co-creator Jeremy Slater is in charge of developing the project, which is expected to begin production in Budapest, Hungary, in March of this year. And uh, fans will be offered more details about Latoya Luckett and uh, her husband, Tomicus Walker, marital drama in the upcoming season of T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. And according to a new report, the pair's divorce will play out in season four of the VH1 reality show. The new outing allegedly will cover the pair's ugly breakup. And while other details are still scarce, season four of T.I. and Tiny reality show is scheduled to premiere in the spring. LaToya and Tomicus' uh, marriage crumbled down uh, following cheating allegations leveled at him as someone claimed to have videos of their alleged affair. Tomicus, however, denied the accusation, insisting he never stepped stepped out on his wife. He then clapped back at friends and family who didn't like him in the first place and and wrote, quote, and for all the friends and family that are saying I didn't like him anyway, guess what? I didn't like your ass either, unquote. LaToya, meanwhile, announced their divorce on Instagram on Monday, January 11, and she said, after very prayful consideration, Tomicus and I have decided to get a divorce. It is my deepest desire for us to be loving co-parents and keep a peaceful environment out of respect for our children. And she said, in advance for your prayers, support, and space to heal as we tread through this challenging time. Mm. Tomicus hinted that their relationship remained cordial in his statement. Uh, He said that we remain committed to our families as co-parents, and we ask that you please respect our privacy and the safety of our children at this time. We happily remain committed as caring friends with great love and respect for one another. The now exes tied the knot on December 10, 2017. The pair shared two kids together, daughter Gianna and son Tyson Wolf Walker. Wow. Uh, that's so sad. You know, and their children are young too, and they only been married for what, what two years? Oh wow! And the stars of the Saved by the Bell reboot are returning to class for a second season of the relaunch franchise. Bosses at the streaming service Peacock, part of the NBC Universal Network, has given show official a new 10-episode order following the success of the revamp, which is set in Bayside High School in California and featured the return of original series stars like Elizabeth Berkley, Mario Lopez, Mark uh, Paul Gosler, and Tiffany Thiessen. The renewal news emerged days after original cast member Dustin Diamond revealed that he was battling stage 4 cancer. He did not reprise his role as Screech, which he played for four seasons until 1993 for the reboot due to financial demands. Original member like Locke Voorhees 
was also absent from the reboot. The actress who starred as the fashion for Lisa Turtle admitted to feeling slighted and hurt after learning she's not had she after she learned she was not invited to take part in the new show. She also uh, been excluded from numerous bonding events her classmate had had since the show ended such as a dinner last year in 2019 to celebrate 30 years of friendship, I'm sorry, two years ago, and on being left out of social such social occasions. And this is what she said, uh, quote, they have the right to do that, and they're happy in their element, and they can have it, certainly, but family isn't kept complete without its lead, unquote. Right now we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That was the new music from Gwen Stefani called Let Me Let Me Reintroduce Myself. Uh, Right now we have here uh, 12 minutes uh, left remaining in the show, and for the last uh, story for the day. Production on The Real Housewives of New York City Season 13 is put on a halt once again due to COVID-19. It has been reported that Bravo has shut down the filming after a cast member tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Page Six was the first to report the news. The news outlet claimed that it had the names of the contracted star. However, they decided not to reveal the identity because it hadn't been given us permission to do so. That's what Bravo said. Meanwhile, they have yet to comment on the report. This is the second time for a Real Housewives of New York production to get suspended due to coronavirus. The filming was halted after a crew member tested positive for the disease back in October. The production only resumed after two-week quarantine period. And hip-hop superstar Drake has made music history by becoming the first artist to break the 50 billion stream barrier on Spotify. Unconfirmed reports about the rapper's latest career milestone emerged over the weekend, or last weekend, when Drake himself shared a social media post about the achievement on his Instagram story timeline and simply added an upside-down smiley face. But now Spotify bosses have made the news official, confirming defeat to Variety. The new honor shouldn't come as much of a surprise to fans. Drake had repeatedly dominated end-of-year streaming lists with the popularity of chart smashes like One Dance, Hotline Bling, and In My Feelings, while 2018 single God Plan boasts more than 1.67 billion hits alone on Spotify. He also ended the 2010s as the most streamed artist with 28 billion streams, beating Ed Sheeran, Post Malone, Ariana Grande, and Eminem to the title. And Drake is only going to improve on his impressive track record when he releases his new album, Certified Lover Boy, later this month. The Canadian star first hinted that a new album was in the work back in April 2020, as the album was originally set for a release this summer. Drake later announced the album title on August 14th of the same year. He treated fans to a short teaser last October, which also happened to be his 34th birthday. Additionally, he released Laugh Now, Cry Later featuring Little Dirt and marks the first single to be released from the new project. And the good Charlotte star Joel Madden and Benji Madden had snagged a small fortune after selling their ticketed live stream platform Veeps to Live Nation bosses. The concert promoters have snapped up a controlling stake in the Brothers Streaming Company, which launched in 2017 as an artist VIP company. Since March of 2020, when it became a pay-to-view platform, Veep has hosted live stream by artists like Louis Tomlinson, Liam Payne, and singer and songwriter Rufus Wainwright. Veep is the first major acquisition for Live Nation since the beginning of the pandemic, and this is according to Billboard. The Maddens and co-founder Sherry Saidi and Kyle Heller will continue to run Veep. And country star Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard will help spread the message of unity during um, Joe Biden's inauguration special by performing their new song, Undivided. The singers have become the latest artists added to the lineup. And, again, like I was telling you earlier, the title, Celebrating America, will air hours after um, 
will air tonight, actually. And according to People.com, McGraw and Hubbard will team up to perform their new duet for the first time as they encourage Americans to work through their differences and unite to build a better future, particularly in the wake of this deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th when pro-Donald Trump supporters stormed the Washington, D.C. building in a bid to protest Biden's election victory. McGraw and Hubbard are the only new addition to the Celebration American broadcast. Uh, Louis Fonsi and Azuna will join DJ Cassidy for a special edition of his Pass the Mic virtual jam session, while Soul Group Black Pumas will perform too. Tom Hank, again, like I mentioned earlier, will be hosting the 90-minute special. will also boast sets by Justin Timberlake, Demi Lovato, Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, The Foo Fighters, and John Legend. Tune in to the special from 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Primetime TV and online at BidenInaugural.org. And meanwhile, another country star will also be stepping up to honor uh, Biden. Um, I'm sorry, we already mentioned that the, the, the inauguration uh, early this afternoon when Garth Brooks, Lady Gaga, and Jennifer Lopez uh, performed at this uh, morning's inauguration. Uh, Martha Stewart is waiting in line to receive the coronavirus vaccine. The 79-year-old insisted she didn't receive any special treatment as she was given the injection near the New York City Medical Facility named in her honor. Uh, in a social media video, she said, quote, I was vaccinated in a designated vaccine pod near the Martha Stewart Center for Living at Mount Sinai downtown. To uh, to alley your concern that I jumped the line, know that I am in the approved age group for this batch of vaccine and waited in line with others, unquote. Now, Martha, who is looking forward to the booster after receiving her first doses, also took the time to express her gratitude towards the medical personnel during their bit during the pandemic. And she called on everyone to continue working hard to help bring an end to this global health crisis. Uh Joan Collins was another star who recently got the vaccination. The 87-year-old star received her injection in the U.K. She said it was the easiest thing. She said um, it was just like a little scratch. There was no pain at all. She had no after effect, and she went home and had a drink. She even urged fans to get the vaccine as well. All right. Um David Bowie uh, didn't expect Black Star to be his final album, according to one of his collaborators on the project. The music, le- the music legend lost his battle with cancer two days after the album release in 2016, and many fans and experts still claim that Bowie's final music and videos suggest he knew the project would be his last. But musician Donnie McClaslin insists the rocker didn't think the LP was a farewell. McClaslin, uh, who leads the New York Jazz Assembly, also claimed that Bowie was even discussing a series of intimate live concerts before he passed away. However, Robert Fox, a producer and longtime friend of the late musician, insisted that David was aware of his impending death and knew Blackstar would be his final record. Bowie passed away in January of 2016. And Little Mix will release new music as a trio soon. After Jesse Nelson quit the band last month, Leanne Pinnock, Jay Thirdwall, and Perry Edwards vowed to continue without her, with Leanne revealing that new music is just weeks away. Jay, Leanne, and Perry have just topped the U.K. single chart with Sweet Melody, 
their first number one single as a trio, and they are over the moon. Perry said, quote, this number one is so special because the fans really fought for it. They've been downloading and streaming all week, and we love it, and we love that. Unquote. They are also due to resume their confetti tour in April with Perry admitting that they can't wait to get back on stage and tour again. They want to be on stage seeing the fans. Jessie Nelson left Little Mix weeks after she took an extended break due to private medical reasons. And during one of her final performances with Little Mix in September, she suffered an anxiety attack. She burst into tears and had to be comforted by her bandmates during their live lounge show for BBC. Before the panic attack, Jessie credited Lockdown for giving her a much-needed break from the group. We hope that she's doing well. Right now, uh, we got three minutes left remaining in the show. That's going to do it for me for today. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to Zass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great, great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.